Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Surewinder. It's not every day someone invents something that changes the game. I found out about this product that I'm talking to you about uh, and I had to try it. So I ordered a few and after using it, I'm sold. Now we stock them on our trucks. It's called All Brace and it will help you sell more service and buy you time until doors come in. There's never been a greater time for a product like this. Phil has a video on his website of him cutting a door literally in half, installing the all brace, and running it like nothing ever happened. It is literally incredible. One of the greatest selling videos I've ever seen. You're going to want to check it out at all-brace.com. They gon' know me as legendary You in the stands, I ain't need no commentary If you the competition, you gon' get buried I don't cheat on the game, we gettin' married They gon' know me as legendary You in the stands, I ain't need no commentary Ain't no option, ain't no secondary I just throw it out like a Hail Mary What's up, Garage Door Nation? This is Ryan with Torture Talk. I'm your host and owner of Aaron Overhead Doors, such and such media. And today, I've got another special guest. It's a little bit of a weird one, though. I'm not used to having people in studio, and I've got Derek Lyons here. You drove down, bro? No, I flew. Oh, you flew down? Yeah. So he flew down today uh, to join the podcast and check out yep. Aaron Overhead Doors and see, yep. I guess, how we do things. And uh, what did you think? Dude, it was impressive. You've got an impressive empire here, Thank for you. sure. It's yep. not an empire, but yeah. It's pretty close. We're working on it. Yeah. You gonna buy out all these buildings one day? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> it would be cool to have this whole strip. Mm-hmm. That'd be neat. I I'd knock all the vision. walls down and create like the most badass like um, paintball. Yeah, or like go kart. <laughs> that would or be both. incredible. What if you did go karts while paintballing? <laughs> right, that'd be a pretty incredible experience. Yeah. No one has that. I mean, I might come work for you at that point. I would do it. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I don't know if I could afford you, but uh. <laughs> so thanks for coming down, bro. Yep, uh, pleasure. I know a lot of people always ask me, like, you know, can I come over and tour? And uh, depending on like how things are going, I'll be like, yeah. yay or nay. Yep. Um, I'm bringing in all my garage door you people in January. Mm. Cool. Uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, but do you want to just share a little about uh, what you saw today and uh, and then we'll get right into the episode? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, Ryan showed me around the offices, warehouses, and I say warehouses plural because he's got more than one. Um, but uh, checking out the way he does uh, all the storage, uh, you know, palletizing, storing doors, all that. Um, impressive, uh, use of space, but, um, you know, also, uh, really cool to see, um, kind of where I'm hoping to be, uh, space wise here in the next year or two. So we're kind of maxed out on space where we're at. So, you know, helps me dream a little bit and yeah. see what, uh, see what we need and how you utilize space. That's my favorite part about mm-hmm. going to visit other places is yep. literally seeing how they structure their warehouse. Yep. Because yep. as much as I, like, I'm not a super, like, I'm not super organized, but I want my team to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know exactly so what you I mean. Want my, I want to walk out of my warehouse and I don't want to see anything on the floor. Yep. I want the floor to be clean. I yep. want everything to be neat and nice. Um, yep. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit of a neat freak. I'll be honest when it comes to mm, our office and warehouse, but I'm not so much like that at my house. Yeah. Um, but, uh, since we don't have a lot of space, we have to utilize ours very well. So we've, we've found some creative things and creative ways to store things. And, um, yeah, it's really cool to see what you've done here and, thank you you know, seeing you grow and, you know, watching, uh, your videos and like actually seeing it firsthand that I usually see through videos. So yeah, yeah it's Helps pretty neat. piece it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Seeing you interact with staff is cool and, you know, seeing how 
uh, seeing how everybody drives together in that. So we have the best staff ever, by the way, just yep. so y'all know. Um, all right. So I brought you in not to talk about your overhead doors or, sure. uh, you know, your experience here, but I thought a third person perspective would be nice. Sure. A lot of people ask me how, how we do things. So, sure. um, we want to talk about culture and, um, and you know, anytime like I've ever asked people like, who should I get to talk to about culture? And they're like, oh man, like I know, I remember Roman telling me one day, he's like, you know, I've been to a lot of places across mm. the country and he's like, I don't think I've ever seen a culture better mm. than at Derek Lyons place. Really? And I'm like, wow, that's that's mm. freaking high praise, bro. Mm. So I was like, all right. So we brought you into virtual door dealer conference yep. and you spoke on culture and, um, and you did a good job by Thanks. the way. I don't know if I ever told you that. I <laughs> um, appreciate that. And, uh, I think after virtual door dealer conference, I literally just like disappeared. <laughs> I, I was freaking exhausted yeah. and burnt out and just imagine. like stressed. Um, that whole thing was like trying to trying to run two companies mm-hmm. and put on a big conference like that was like super stressful. I can only imagine. Uh, so afterwards, I probably should have like sent thank you cards out and like called everybody and been like thanks for doing the freaking thing. But I was just like, I'm bugging out, dude. Like I just yeah. went in a hole. Um, so I just thought of that. Um, I can't speak for everyone else, but for me, the opportunity in and of itself was enough of a, you know, I guess thank you if you want to consider it that. But I've never done anything like that before. So it's a step out of my job. comfort zone. And yeah. Yeah. So um, I know afterwards, and you and I had talked about this a little bit, you went through a little bit of a dark time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, though, because, you know, like I, t- I tell people a lot, when you're stepping into your calling, mm. you know, and you you start to feel like you're getting ahead, mm. it's like that's when <laughs> the attack comes, sure. right? Yeah, and um, and and it's good and it's bad because it, it it's good because it reminds us that we will never arrive. Yeah, it's absolutely right? we true. We always got to constantly be working at it, but it's bad because. Damn, man, I just got through speaking yep. about culture, and yep. here I am having like employee issues, right? Yeah, and so. Um, you know, but, but it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not just it you or me or whoever. So, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, I don't know how transparent you're willing to be here. 100%. I don't want to get into like too many details, but, uh, I want to talk about some of the challenges you just came out of and sure. how you came out of them and, and, and as much as you're willing to share. Uh, but, but, uh, I want to start with a couple questions mm-hmm. and then we'll kind of dig into that. What do you, um, you know, to me, based on people I've talked to, they all say you have good culture. Um, people love to work for you. Uh, what do you contribute that to? Mm. Um, probably my leadership style. Um, I have pretty high expectations, um, but I also believe in people and I encourage people. Um, actually, my wife and I were talking the other day and we're up at Lake of the Ozarks looking over the lake and I just I looked at her and said, you know, what we do in life in general, not just in my business, but our personal lives and in business is we create ladders for people. Um, and so we create a ladder for other people to come up. Um, and, uh, I consider it a ladder of opportunity. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we, we foster kids, um, that we're about to get ready to adopt and, you know, the people that we have working for us are, um, people that weren't, um, weren't living up to their potential and they'd say the same thing. And so we gave them an opportunity, you know, to thrive and we've created um, a ladder of opportunity for them to get better. Let me stop you right there. Sure. Did you just realize that? Were they always like that or did it change? Like what specifically? You said that they weren't living up to maybe because like, I mean, the expectation is is that uh, Derek Lyons has a great company, great people work for him, and that everybody was doing you know loved working there. Mm-hmm. So, so my question is is that did they change? Did you change, or did the situation change? I think the situation changed uh, because all of them were in an environment that they couldn't they couldn't thrive. Um, 
you know, one of our newer guys, he's just driven and just an awesome guy. Um, Don't you hate that? Yeah. You bring in a new guy, he raises the standard, mm-hmm. and you look at everybody else, and you're <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's driven and motivated, but his last place or last few places when you talk to him were just awful. He hated working there, and uh, he's we thriving. We just got through talking about a similar situation yeah. with one of our guys. Yep. He's like one of my best guys. Yep. I absolutely adore the guy. Yep. Love him to death. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, he came here scared to death of losing his job every day. Mm-hmm. I had to slap him on the hand a couple times, be like, yo, bro, we don't do that here. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. But it's coaching. Yeah. Right? You're absolutely. Like, Dude, this isn't how we do it. Yeah. Do it this way. Yep. Okay, bro. Okay. Yeah. Bro, we had a conversation. We don't do that here. Okay. I got you. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, he eventually figured it out. Yep. And he's like one of my best. That's awesome. Employees. Not just one of my best revenue generators, but he's like genuinely one of my best employees. Yeah. He loves people. He yep. freaking comes in. Josh was telling you, he gives him a hug all the time, mm-hmm. hugs me, checks, like sends me motivational texts during the day. How many employees are sending their bosses like freaking motivational texts? It sounds like the guy I was just talking about. Same way. I mean, how, where do we find these guys? They're uh. kind of like diamonds. <laughs> and, and I almost didn't even hire him because he seemed a little rough around the edges and like a little bit like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, it just so happened that I was like, you know what? Let's give him a shot. Yeah. Um, so. I've uh, I've been burned a bit by hiring people I knew. Um, and so about... I think about a year ago, I made a vow that I'd never again hire anybody that I knew personally. Um, and this was a guy that I knew personally to, a, you know, not a huge extent, but I knew him. And so when he reached out to me about a job, um, I told him, I said, man, I don't, I don't hire people I know. And, you know, we talked a little bit and I was just kind of in a desperate position of needing somebody. And so I kept talking with him over the course of a few weeks Um asking him questions and different things like that. And uh, I took a leap and hired him, and it's probably been one of the best decisions I've ever made. So, Heck yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So yep. did he have door experience? Mm-mm. No. Nope. Okay. Yeah, so far. What was our, his background? <laughs> um, his last job was an insurance sales. Oh, um, wow. So he was selling insurance. So he's used to hearing no. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes. you're selling insurance, you got to be comfortable with hearing no. Well, and that was one of the things is that he had worked there for a month and never got a ch- paycheck, and he was just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, and the dude sells the crap out of stuff. Like, people love him. He's just one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. You instantly trust him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, and he's got some, you know, skilled labor background. He delivered drywall for a while, so he knows how to, you know, unload stuff. But that was so about is he it. a service guy? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, he is? Yep. Okay. Yep. And so do you have selling service people or do you just have like salespeople that go out and sell and then you go send the service guy? Uh, selling service. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they go out and sell. And so uh, every Tuesday morning we have what we call like a sales meet, stand up sales meeting. And for five minutes, we just talk about sales for the week and um, we'll go over any objections that they're facing from customers. And we'll sit there and kind of do a round table and try to put our minds together and figure out how to overcome some of those objections and things like that. And, uh, but yeah, they go out and sell it and service and all that. So heck yeah. Yeah. They're That's awesome. a cool story. How long has he been with you? Um, I want to say it's been right at three months now. That's about so the same time new. as mine. Yeah. It's like God sent us the people we knew. They Seriously. Knew. <laughs> I'm kind of like, Lord, I could use a few more of these. Yeah. You know, how do we <laughs> like, can we stick him in a machine and like duplicate him? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Cause so. he's got the attitude, you know, the, the service uh, installs and stuff like that, I can teach him over time. Yeah. But I've learned it's it's very hard to teach attitude. Yeah. So. Dude, look, I'm telling you, I was this hardcore salesperson. I think you've heard my story. Mm-hmm. Four and a half days of training. Didn't even know the names of the tools <laughs> that I needed. Like, I had to take pictures yeah. of the tools to Home Depot and be like, all right, it's, uh, I think that's it right there. Yeah. I'll take I'll take one of those. <laughs> I'll take one of those. That's, Pretty sure I just snorted, but. dude. That is exactly how <laughs> yeah. I, I mean. I love and, it, and it was it was bad. Yeah, I didn't fix anything my entire life. Nothing. Yep. I paid people to do it. Yep. I worked seventy hour weeks. I traveled. 
yep. made good money. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to spend time fixing anything. Yeah. I would cut my own grass every once in a while just because I enjoyed it. It was like my little mm. getaway. But other than that, dude, I, I had like a little bitty tool bag. That was probably like this big. It had screwdrivers in it. I'm picturing a husky, a little husky tool bag. You I know? Know, probably. <laughs> and and yeah. uh, you know it was old. I had a drill that mm. was a plug-in drill. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That was me. Yeah. Right. Yep. White collar salesperson, hardcore. Been yep. selling my whole life, and I learned doors. Um. And I think that's an easy transition. Like, I think we make doors rocket science, and it's really not. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. I think it's all the the basics are easy to learn. Mm-hmm. It's all the what ifs. Mm-hmm. Like, because every garage is different. You yep. got a different track. You got, you know. So those are the things that are hard, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, because you'll roll up on a job, and you're like, I got this. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, sh- yeah. what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, And then you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I see. You well, know? I think. I think that's challenged the industry recently is that you have, um, you know, investors and these other, uh, you know, people with white collar experience that are coming in and buying garage door dealerships yep. and they're thriving. Dude, um, I'm getting messages almost weekly. Yeah. Mail and emails yeah. from, from investors. I'll buy you. Yeah. And I've had a couple meetings with them cause I'm just curious. Like I'm like, what the heck? Why yeah. all of a sudden are we getting like all this, yeah. uh, and I'm, you want to know the conversation I'm having with all of them? Yeah. They're, I'm asking them, what, what's your interest in the garage door industry? And they're saying, well, uh, I don't, they're like, I don't know if you know or not, but uh, a huge acquisition of precision just took place with Neighborly, mm. uh, brought some attention from investors. And then they'll say, uh, we think that the garage door industry is underrated and underappreciated. Uh, there's a lot of business owners who are tired and ready to get out, and we think we can get a deal. Mm. And I'm like, hmm, that is interesting. Were you like, yeah, I'm not tired or worn out. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not tired or worn out. And you got to pay me a lot of money yeah, to walk uh-huh. away. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, there. you catch me on the right day, though. Sure. Oh, I yeah. I might be like, all right, let's talk. But I'll wake up the next day and be like, eh. Um, yep. But there are days where I just want to hang it up. You oh, and I have had those conversations. Yes. You're 100%. not doing it right if you don't have at least one or two of those days a year. I call it I, – I, it's got to be – I've worked in a lot of industries. I've never seen anything like the garage door industry. And, you know, it's funny at our office. Sometimes I'm just like, what is wrong with us? And then <laughs> I get on the phone and talk to my other, you know, friends that own other companies. And I'm like, okay, no, we're doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is normal. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, it's, it's good to travel around yeah. and see other dealers because, yep. um, one, you can see where you're doing it right. Yep. Pat yourself on the back. Yep. And two, you can see areas of improvement that you can implement. Yep. So I think that's good. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about culture. Um, I've recently changed kind of some of the things I'm doing. You got here. I was interviewing some apprentices. Uh, we're hiring for apprentices and and trying to find people that we can bring in. And um, you know, shout out to I think his name's Jody who presented at uh, Vertical Track. He he did a video on um, or a presentation on hiring and uh, recruiting. And so that's something I'm very intrigued with. You know, I've I've hired. Um, I I think I mean I, I never really like counted, but it has to be close to 300 people wow. in my career. That's um, impressive. I got in management at 20 years old and um, started hiring people for the car dealership and then left there and uh, went to another car dealership and Mm. hired a few people there, but not many, um, and then got into uh, sales. And then when I got into sales, like B2B sales, I worked for a software company. Um, I had to hire all my own salespeople Mm. and uh, hired a bunch of people there. and I just learned like to recruit. I would bump into people at like conferences and stuff, mm-hmm. and be so impressed mm-hmm. that uh, I would just recruit them. Like every every couple of weeks, I'd reach out. Hey, how's little Johnny? You know, <laughs> oh Johnny's doing great. He had his first home run. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. You know, buy him a little Louisville Slugger bat and send it to the house, and they'll be like, Oh my God, what is this? Awesome. And I'm like. Oh no! Just give it to little Johnny, you know, and and they're like, my boss now doesn't do this, and I'm like, yeah, well, 
I'm hiring. I'm hiring, <laughs> you know? So, yep. you know, it's stuff like that. And you just kind of like have fun with it. And you know, it's a long-term play, right? Yeah. Um, but then you need people now, yep. right? So mm-hmm. how are you finding people? I know you just told the story about how you don't like to normally hire people you know, but are you able to find people and how are you doing it? Yeah. Um, we're in the same boat as everyone I talk to and that it's hard to find people. I mean, the town that our warehouse is in is a town of 3,000 people. Ouch. And then Springfield is the largest. You could literally go through almost all 3,000 yeah, in yeah. like a five, 10 year period. Le- yeah, legitimately. Um, <laughs> Springfield's the next closest town. And I mean, it's under 200,000. Um, and then it's all rural. So yeah. it, it's real. it's tough uh, to find people. Um, we're actually right now um, revamping our recruitment. Um, I've, I've never been good at recruitment. I've been the type where it's like you put out an ad and wait to hear, you know, something back. Um, but uh, so we're currently going through that and trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, we've created a plan. Um, so we're going to kind of start using some um, video, basically kind of like a video interview process from the get go. So like you see an ad and it's a video and then you respond to it with a video. Um, so we're going to start trying to use some interesting techniques like that and see if that helps. Uh, but honestly, I got to get better at just talking with people when I'm out and about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're struggling to find people. Um, I could use I could use a couple more uh, for sure right now. But um, but it's also a time that we're um, kind of taking the time to revamp uh, our pol- policies, procedures, and the way we do things, and just trying to make sure we're putting forth our best best effort um, with the employees we have, so that moving forward when we hire these people, Get the we're core ready. right. Yep. The foundation is strong. So yep. when you bring people in, it's yep. like you plug and play. Yeah. We're, we're looking at revamping training and all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about that real quick good. because I'm in the middle of doing that yep. at the moment. And we're, we're trying to hire three or four apprentices mm. and bring them in. And, um, that ad that Jody put up, um, has gotten me like three really good candidates. That's awesome. I think we're going to hire all three. You're going to have to so, share that with me. <laughs> yeah. So all three people uh, submitted requests. I haven't had very many, uh, but they, I put out like three or four ads. Uh, everybody inquired from the ad with the um, experienced position. Mm. They saw the sign on bonus. Sure. And they went to the landing page. And uh, they saw that we had other positions and applied for the apprentice position. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, And both of the guys with no experience did inquire about the sign-on bonus, although Mm. they're inquiring about the apprenticeship. And I told them, anything's negotiable, Mm. but my cost to onboard you and get you ready to go out in a truck offsets because the sign-on bonus, I got to pay somebody to come in and train with a week or two. Yep. Because they already know what they're doing. Yep. I got to get them brainwashed to my yeah, way. Right. And then send them out. Yep. It's a week or two. Mm-hmm. I said, but I got to have you for three to six months minimum. Yep. Before I send you out there. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to invest in you. Yep. So anything's negotiable. I'm willing to hear you out. If you have a compelling story sure. of why I should pay you a yeah. freaking sign on bonus, then I'm open. Sure. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but I'll hear you. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so they appreciated that. Um, I think both of them are on board. Um, we're sending out offer letters today and uh, awesome. tonight, tomorrow, whatever. Um, and uh, just truly impressive people. Like That's I've awesome. been like, they're perfect for yeah. what, you know, personality, everything. And, and the, uh, the ad has like a bunch of emojis in it and all this other stuff, which mm. I, th- I was like very curious to see how that yeah. would work, but it worked out really well. Interesting. Um, so we're testing a couple different ads and yep. seeing how they work. Uh, the one thing that I'm curious of is uh, word got out here uh, that mm. we're offering sign-on bonuses. Yeah. So there's been a little bit of chatter uh, in the office from people. Sure. Um, so, you know, I feel like we should probably address that with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like, I feel like it's good. Yeah. You know, Um and we're looking for culture fit and people that are hungry and want to mm. learn. Yeah, I really liked uh, Tommy on one of Tommy Mello's podcasts. He talked about um, his uh, recruitment and he'll give his guys bonuses. You know, if they bring in somebody, we do that. 
Yeah, I love that idea. Um, I told my guys, I'm like, hey, <laughs> if you just bring in some people that are good candidates and they stay, like, I will pay you more money. Yeah. Like, name I mean, it. I pay like a $500. It's like 250 or 500 depending on the position. That's awesome. Uh, they got to be here for like three to six months or something yeah. like that. There was a HVAC company. Um, I can't remember the podcast, but it was an HVAC company that um, as long as that employee stayed on, you got a check each month. Heck yeah. For as long as that employee stays. And so they said it. They find out their boy's about to quit. They're like, uh, bro, don't quit, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they said it's helped a lot. And I was like, oh, man, that's that's not a bad idea. So, yeah, I, I love that idea. Um, I love the, I love what Tommy Mello is doing. I'm not geeking out on Tommy or anything, but he's doing a lot of awesome things in that, that area in um, recruiting and hiring and training, especially his training. Um, so I think a lot of us can learn from him for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I got inspired by his, um, you know, I, I feel like when I'm recruiting, one thing that I'm really good at is selling the dream. Mm, yeah. So I'll sell the dream. It's, I, 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 I take it like fishing, mm. right? You sell the dream yep. as your cast and then you reel them in, Yeah. you know, and it's, you don't let them bite it. Right. You reel it back a little bit, mm. and then you talk about some of the bad things. Mm. And then you're like, mm, but it may not be a good fit, you know, and what do you sure. think? And they're like, oh, man, I freaking love it, you yeah. know? And so it's like uh, it's like Grant Cardone used to teach the takeaway clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you want a discount? Okay, great. Uh, definitely. We'll work that out. As a matter of fact, I could probably save you $500 if we just knocked the windows off. Mm. And they're like, mm, no, I wanted the windows. Okay, well, how are we going to get this $500? Hmm. All right. Well, uh, you were going to get an opener. We could take the opener off and you could just reuse your old loud one. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I see what you're doing. And yeah. I'm like, yes, I am. Yeah. But do you want the discount or do you want, you know? Mm-hmm. And so people give up after yep. you try like that. And they're like, you know what? Just yep. give me the iPad so I can sign off. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like that when you're hiring. Um, so long story I like short, that. I, uh, I like to sell the dream. I talk about opportunity. I talk about growth. Mm. I talk about, um, you know, what we're looking for, our standard, the quality. Um, I talk about how it's not easy. I'm like, you know, there's going to be days you're going to want to (laughs) quit. There's going to be days that you love it and you're super appreciative. There's going to be days where you need off Mm -hmm. and we're not going to give you a hard time. Um, And there's going to be days where you need us uh, emotionally for support and we're going to be there for you. And that is who we are. And that is, that. uh, that's, uh, from what I understand, that's who you are too. That's who you guys are. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I like to joke around and sometimes it's a dysfunctional family. Um, but, all you families know, are dysfunctional. Yeah. It definitely feels like family though. I mean, we know each other, um, you know, when somebody comes in in a bad mood, I mean, it's, you know, we're talking. Feel it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we are, we take care of each other for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. What do you think? Um, well, I, I've got this theory that I think that employees help more with culture than the leadership does. Yeah. So if you have a tight group mm-hmm. of people who really appreciate working together and yep. they respect each other and all that, um, and then we challenge our people mm-hmm. that you're not part of the culture. Well, I mean, you are, but you can contr- you have to contribute to it every day. Yep. Absolutely. That's the expectation. Yeah. It's not that you just come in and, and participate in the culture. It's that you actively make it better every yeah. day. And there's Absolutely. a difference. And we challenge our people to that. Yeah. Right. So um, I tell people a lot, like, I think a lot of people, when they hear about, uh, oh, you're a garage door company, like when I'm talking to them about mm-hmm. interviews, there's not a lot of glitz and glamour, mm-hmm. but you can make it glitz and glamour. Right. Yep. Tommy does. Yep. And I was thinking about the whole thing with Tommy and when I was out there, you know, he brings in like 20, 25 people at a time. Imagine the competition, the excitement, the camaraderie, you know what I'm saying? Like those guys are feeding off each other and they're like, holy cow, like this guy is about to pump out 25 of us and stick us out there. And next month he's got another 20, 25 Mm -hmm. coming in. Like it's easy to buy into that vision because of the way he structured it and the excitement built around it, Right. Right. And he's not even, he may not even be trying to do it that way. Sure. But it's, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Right. So I love the idea of bringing in two, three apprentices, three, yeah. four apprentices for a smaller company 
you know, putting them through that process together, letting them help each other, sure. help them teach each other. Like the best way to learn is to teach somebody. Yep. Like figure it out yep. halfway and then try to teach it to somebody. Yeah. I learned that a long time ago. Yep. So um, I, lo- I, I love it, dude. And everything, including price, reliability, quality, not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer's not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about. They're in over 100 countries, and they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first time dealers, I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers between now and the end of the season six, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I'm going to tell you guys a marketing secret. You want to gain more social media likes, shares, and follows? People love unique and cool projects. There are no better photos to share than the ones on Schweiss Doors social accounts. These guys post some incredible things. Make sure to go there and like and share their Facebook and Instagram post with your business account. So if you like their business account, you can share their uh, their post. The Bifold Doors are awesome and they're doing some great projects that will go viral on social media if you share them. Go right now to Schweiss Door on Facebook and check out some of the projects they share and like their page. Oh, and don't forget, no one builds a better bifold than Schweiss. You said something a minute ago, and it reminded me when I first got into this industry like 13 years ago, um, uh, I started working for a company that had been around for about 25, 30 years. Um, and I'll never forget it. I was talking with the owner one day and he asked me, um, so what are your, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to do long-term? And I actually enjoyed what I did there and I wanted to move up in the company and I wanted to run the company. Like I, you know, I, I would naturally just take over things and run phones for him and stuff like that. But he asked me that question and I said, well, you know, uh, I don't know yet. I haven't really thought about it. And he told me that the garage door industry is not a long-term career. No, he'll never keep employees. No. And he told me that. And it stuck with me. And there's a lot of people in this industry with that view. They yeah. Don't, they don't think. And what I've learned from watching Tommy and also from what we've provided as a company, it's it's what you make it. Correct. Um, if you don't if you don't want it to be a long time career a long term career for people, it's not going to be. Um, and so it's really developing that mindset around uh, your people and how do I provide them a better opportunity? Um, Bingo. Yeah, that's uh, it, bro. That's what it is. I'll, I'll tell you right now the issue why our industry has such a hard time finding good people and keeping good people. Majority of owners were technicians and installers. Yep. Who had bad bosses who went out and started their own company Mm -hmm. and treated their employees the way they were treated because they think that's how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. And so you have this crappy mentality being passed down from generation to generation with garage door companies Mm -hmm. and they don't have the leadership skills. They don't have the management skills, the structure, the organization, the management, Mm -hmm. none of that. Yep. Right. And, and a lot of them overcompensate, for their insecurities of lack of leadership yep. instead of being transparent and honest about their shortcomings, yeah. which I think it brings more value instead of that, they get aggressive. Right. Well, and you know, I remember reading the E-Myth uh, back when I 
you know, decided to launch a business. Um, and he talks about that technician turned owners. And just because you can turn the wrench and do the work doesn't mean you know how to run the business. Doesn't right. mean you know how to do payroll. Doesn't mean you know how to do HR. And I'll be honest, like I've had my own shortcomings with that because I was, you know, the tech turned owner. Yeah. Um, but the difference is, is I learned, I read books, I've talked with people, I see what other people are doing and I implement that. Um, I, we ask our people, um, actually a few years ago, uh, when we were still just super, which I guess we're still young, but you know, we had three years in and we didn't have any benefits whatsoever. Um, and we had, I think three people at the time and, uh, we just asked them in a meeting one day, Hey, what kind of benefits would you guys want to have? And we got a list of like five benefits. Nice. And then we said, out of those five, which ones would you want like first? And everyone was like congruent on PTO. We want pay time off. So that year we'd started pay time off. We, you know, created it, created the program and all that. Next year, same thing. Hey, if we were to add a benefit this year, what do you guys want? Yeah. Uh, and it was, um, I forget what it was that, that year. But anyways, that's what we've done each year is saying, hey, what do you guys want this year? What would mean the most to you? And then we've tried to figure out a way to do that. And there's some things, you know, like health insurance, we're still trying to figure that out. That's that's a next year thing we're going to try to do. But just trying to figure out what your people want, providing that, um, making it a better place for them. Yep. Yeah, I agree. We we um, we knew, like, there's things that you got to have for customers. You got to have customer service, yep. quick service, yep. quality craftsmanship. Um, you know, people want reviews. So you go out and you like work on those things. Right. But we get so focused on those things, marketing sales numbers that we forget that there's a market out there of people that we could be recruiting and hiring. And I talk about all the time that we, we don't put enough money into recruitment in our industry either. Right. And so, um, I feel like number one, we don't put enough money into recruitment. Number two, we don't recruit. Number three, um, we get guys that come in for interviews and we say stupid stuff like that guy said, you know, this <laughs> yep. isn't a long-term career. Yep. You know, uh, you can come work here make some good money for a couple of years and go do something else, um, which that mentality is never going to get him anywhere, right? right? So uh, I'm trying to sell the dream long-term. Yep. Dude, run this thing one day. Yep. I'm not going to be here forever, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I mean, who knows? Yep. Right? Absolutely. The option's there. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't care if you do a good job Yeah. here. Yep. I, I mean, when we walked around, did you see a bunch of people needing me? <laughs> I mean, I can go, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Like yep. my marketing company, I just hired a salesperson literally does not need me anymore. That's other awesome. than maybe some complicated SEO questions. Right. Completely runs itself now. Yep. Once I get the salesperson trained. Yep. Aaron overhead doors, Josh, Bro, you're not going to awesome. find a better general manager. No, he's awesome. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he freaking owns the joint one day. Yep. Right? Like, just, and I'm cool with that. Like, yep. I'd give it to him. Whatever. Absolutely. And so, if you set yourself up for success, you're recruiting, and you're selling the dream, and you're creating that atmosphere, we're forgetting sometimes that benefits are important to employees. Um, th- so, we started going out doing something similar a couple years ago, you know, what's important, mm-hmm. who would sign up for insurance if we had it. Uh, so we added uh, health insurance we pay 50% of the employee. We want to pay a hundred percent. Right. And then we want to start getting into paying family, yep. but it's expensive. Yep. Like you're talking uh, like for me, it's like $1,300 for my family. And so could we pay that for every employee? No, we yep. couldn't. Uh, but I want to get there. Yep. And so uh, we got 401k with match. Uh, which, which is really weird. Like do, who do you, do you use Gusto? Mm-mm. No, you should check it out. Okay. So anybody listening, Gusto is really cool because, um, it does payroll. You can set up 401k really easily. And I had talked to a couple people about setting up 401k and they were like, Oh yeah. So it's like four grand up front. And then it's like, you know, this and that, mm. uh, but like there's tax write offs and whatever. So Anyway, I set it up through Gusto, and it didn't cost me anything up That's front. awesome. Um, and we, we set up the match up to 3%, 100, 100% up to 3%. Um, 
And then we did, uh, we pay all of dental, all of vision, and we do a life policy. That's awesome, man. And when you get into this, right, and when you're, th- that's what makes it easy when you list all these great things that you have to offer. You're no longer like a door company, right? right. You're an employer. Absolutely. You got something to be proud of. Absolutely. You can stick it out there on Facebook and mm-hmm. people are like, wow, this sounds good. Let me mm-hmm. share it. Yeah. Right. Or you could be like, hey, uh, bring your tools, bring your truck. Uh, you know, we got leads. Well, so I want to touch on something that, so I've been in the industry for 13 years. Um, I've had moments where I've just been so under the stress of everything that you feel there's no way out. You're Mm -hmm. frustrated, you're beat down. And if you feel like that as an owner, you, that's what you're putting out. You're projecting it. Yeah. And so... First of all, you know, if someone's currently there, um, there is a way out of that, first of all. Um, You know, there's seasons to everything. There is a way out of that. But we've got to be careful in how we are presenting what we do. Because if you say, oh, it's just a garage door, then you're right. It's just a garage door. I've actually had – I've actually talked uh, to a guy from another company that were like, I don't even understand how you guys sell it for that. It's just a garage door. It's like, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so, but anyways, um, you just transform the entire look of the home. Yeah. So you can call it just a garage door if you want, but absolutely. Well, and you know, you alluded to this, uh, but on other podcasts and how cheap the industry is as far as like supply costs and things like that, which thankfully, um, we're seeing some increase on that. So I think that'll help. It's helped me so much. Yeah, same. Yeah. I'll tell you, not every company is set up to be able to sell at the level yep. of the price points that are out there and they are getting eaten up. Yep. So all these cheap dudes who've been undercutting everybody, yeah. they're suffering. Yep. Uh, and I'm okay with it because sure. I hope they wake up and realize, yeah. hey, dude, I got to stop throwing you springs on people's door for $99. Oh, my gosh. You yeah. know what Because that happens here For a real, lot. though. Yeah. It's the same thing where we're at. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you got to be careful what you're – what. Number one, if you're feeling like that, get some rest. Like, get yeah. whatever you need to get out of that. And, you know, I know there's people that are going to be like, well, I can't. I'm the only person. Okay, well, figure it out. Like, figure out a way. If it's if it's an afternoon, go out on a lake fishing or something. I mean, you can do something. Did you want to know what's crazy? Like, on that point, Andrew Powell told me. I think, Andrew. Yeah, he's the man. But, like, I think he even, like, had a competitor help him. Yeah. I mean, like – if I you, saw that. If you think outside the box, mm-hmm. there's ways to figure it out. Yeah. You, you, most owners think too highly of themselves. I think that's the problem. I'd agree like, with that. we think that we <laughs> we are the holy grail. Yeah. And that we Absolutely. cannot take a week off mm-hmm. or else all hell's going to break loose. Yeah. And maybe it does. Yeah. But if you don't give your team a chance yeah. or you give yourself a break, yeah. then it's going to break, all hell's going to break loose anyway. Well, and here's the deal. Like, we expect sometimes perfection out of people, even though what we give isn't perfect. Um, And if you expect perfection, it's not going to happen. I mean, your people are going to mess up. They're going to make mistakes when you're away. It happens. Even when you're there, they're going to make mistakes from time to time. But, you know, you alluded to yourself earlier as a coach, as long as you're coaching them in the right direction, um, it'll get there. You can take that time off and not have to worry about things and, um, you know, I can come here and not have to worry about what's going on back at, you know, the shop and things like that. So it's nice. It is. Yeah. So nice. Scary. You know, in the beginning, I remember it, you know, the first time I left, I don't even think I could take the vacation because I was so nervous at what was going on. And I was calling every hour, checking in at, you know, what's going on. But now when I leave, I'm out. Like yeah. I'm not checking phones. So virtual door dealer conference, I think maybe it happened before this, but, um, uh, there was a lot of talk about like taking time off and, you know, I started looking back and every vacation I would get stressed out before the vacation, tell Stephanie, I'd be like, babe, I can't go. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, you do this every time <laughs> you're going. I'm like, babe, I got too much to do. I got to get, I got to record more podcasts. I got to do this. I got to do that. Uh, and she's like, babe, you hire people for this. Yep. Let them do their job. Yep. You are coming. There's not a choice. And our wife's amazing. Yeah. Like she just puts the smack down yep. and I appreciate her for that. Uh, she can be a pain in the butt, but um, if you're listening to this stuff, I love you. Um, so with that, I say, um, 
the the biggest challenge is get it, just leaving. Yeah. The beginning, the mental part. Hundred percent. And then once you're gone, it's like, wow, this is nice. Yeah. And then like two days in, you start thinking about ideas. Yeah. And then you're like, hmm, I'm gonna do this when I get back. Yeah. You know? And then you start like the vision comes back. Absolutely. The inspiration, the creativity. Yeah. Right? Because yep. you're not in the daily grind anymore. Yep. Absolutely. And so that's why I try not to get caught up in the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Like I even removed myself from the daily meetings over nice. at Aaron Overhead Doors. Uh, we have the daily management meetings. I'm a part of the big team meeting, the 15-minute right. daily huddles. But then we used to go straight into a manager's 15-minute meeting, um, and I removed myself from that. Mm-hmm. I go in once every Friday for an hour. Mm-hmm. We have an hour-long manager's meeting on Fridays. So I go into that one. Nice. But during the week, I'm not going yeah. because I trust the team I've got to do what they're yeah. doing. And I don't want to get in the funk and hear all the crap going on. Right. I trust them to take care of it. Right. So the That's huge. best problems I've got are the ones I find out about after yeah. they've been fixed. And that's like yep. 90% of the time. Yeah. And if you're an owner and that's not where you're at, I would desperately work really hard to try to get to that point because yeah. there's a lot of freedom in it. Well, and so many times we we hear – you know, you'll hear this podcast and us talking about this and you'll say, well, I'm, you know, I can't take two weeks off. Okay. Well, that might not be possible right now, but could you take a day off? Yeah. Guess or somewhere. Um, and it's not just a, you know, a blind faith of just, oh, you know, they've got it. Like, yeah, there's some coaching and training involved, you yeah. know. Um, but, uh, so many times we, we, we think we have to start out huge. Like, you know, when talking about the benefits earlier, I remember hearing, companies talk about benefits i'm like well i can't offer health insurance so we didn't offer anything yeah it's like well you don't have to start out with that like start you know start small take a small piece of pie and you know work yourself up to and it doesn't have the benefits don't have to cost you money right yeah exactly what what if you figured out roughly how much that was going to cost you yeah and you added the cost uh, that to your motors or your doors or your your repairs yeah i mean what if you just did a small increase across the board wait a minute talking about you know increasing prices in a business no yeah. i can't do that bro it's so easy <laughs> yeah it is you just snap your fingers you're like hey we're gonna start charging this yeah every time i've increased prices i'm like man ain't nobody gonna pay this and then like my guys are telling me what all they're selling i'm like what yeah bro <laughs> i never in a million years like i i thought i was high yeah and i've had employees come in here and be like nah dude you're not high yeah and i'm like okay uh well what what did the company you came from sell for and they're like oh and I'd be like oh okay um can we get that <laughs> yeah well your company's a lot better than the one I came from so mm-hmm. yeah I think we could yeah and so uh, we'll try it that's There's awesome no kickback and I'm like wow, yeah it's amazing that's nice yeah we just got an increase yeah <laughs> you know well and it's funny too because it's like what's the worst thing that's gonna happen if you do it. You, right, you, you figure you get a couple no's and you realize you got to back off a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, you adjust. Is it, yeah. That's it's fine. But don't adjust on the first couple no's. Correct. Now here's what I, here's the conversation I'm having a lot with people right now because of the increases in the conversations uh, between GDU and whatever. Uh, the toughest part and and the most challenging part that I've seen through startups and whatever is that as your products develop and your prices increase or whatever, mm-hmm. it's hard for people who sold spring changes at $250 mm-hmm. to sell them at 500 Sure. Because they are looking at a $500 service yep. as a $250 service that they're charging double for. Yep. And that feels like a lot to them. Yeah. And some of them even feel like it's a uh, conflict of interest with their conscience. Mm. Right? Yeah. They make it some type of hero complex. Yeah. And so then they're like, well, we're ripping people off. And I'm like, well, how much did I buy that spring for? I don't know. How much did it cost you to drive over there? I don't know. Yep. How much are you going to make if you sell it? Well, they know that. Yep. How much uh, payroll taxes did it cost me? How much general liability and workers comp mm-hmm. did I have to pay? Right? Like you yes. go through all this stuff. 100%. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, how are we making money at 250 We weren't. Yeah, exactly. We weren't. <laughs> like, that's why we're at 500 right? So it's like, hello, yeah. this is, you know, welcome to the real world. Yeah, absolutely. We've yeah. been, you know, we've been underpricing things. And and, and I didn't, like, we're, we're probably one of the higher ones in the area. Same. Um, 
and I've had people come in, you know, Greg from Jagged Sons. I had another guy, Jim uh, from New York, come in. Everyone who's really come here and really spent time, we've gone over packages and pricing and stuff. Um, they literally look at me and say, we could never yeah. get these prices where I'm at. And I just say, how do you know? How do you know? You think you can't. Right. But how do you know? Yeah. Don't like, until you try it. So I'll say go back and bump it up. Just bump your spring changes $20 a week until you get some no's. Yep. You'll be surprised 100%. how high you might get before you get some no's. Absolutely. And it helps if you got good reviews, good reputation, you rank well, all that stuff. Like it, it helps. But yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, for us, when we first started the company, I mean, we were doing seven, eight service calls in a day. It was ridiculous. Um, and uh, it, prices were cheap. Our guys were running ragged. Um, guys were tired. Uh, they were working late, coming in early for not much pay. Um, I know I wouldn't have wanted to work for that. Yeah. Um, and so that's another, uh, kind of another realm that, Having those higher prices helps because you can afford to do less jobs. Yes. Treat your people better. Yes. Uh, your guys are happier. Um, and, you know, it is a balance. Obviously, your people are there to to work and to get paid for the job. So, you know, they got to be do, working and doing something. But there's no reason your guys have to be running 10 calls in a day and not getting paid anything. Yep. So. My company right now, we have two service people. Yeah. And we do about uh, over $100,000 in service. That's awesome. And my guys get three to four jobs a day. That's awesome. And they love it. Yeah. They love it. Absolutely. They're not overworked. They get to connect with people and spend time with them. They diagnose the door. They offer options. Customers choose, and they get to work. Yep. Trucks are stocked fully. They can knock out everything they need to do. Very few times we ever have to go back uh, because we sell something because we don't yeah. have it on the trip. Well, let's talk about that because, <laughs> like, right now as a nation – or really just as a world, like I can go out and make 80,000 a year from home yeah, in front of a laptop. Yep. And so there's people I've met, companies I've met that want to hire someone at 40,000 a year working 60 hours a week um, for nothing. Meanwhile, people can go do less work and make more money. Right. So, I mean, we... <laughs> Why Why would somebody want to do that? I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm smart enough to where I'm going to look shop around. I'm going to look around to see what I where I can make the most money. Um, so we've definitely got to do a better job as in, you know, as comp garage door companies of providing that better atmosphere, that culture, better pay. Uh, and it's up to us to figure that out. Um, nobody else is going to do it for us. But I love what you've done here and the culture that you've created with your guys and um, talking about running the, how many, did you say four service calls a day? Three to four. Three to four. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and providing that opportunity and lifestyle for your people and love it. And they have a rotating schedule. Yeah. So like uh, one week they work four days, next week they work six. Nice. Um, and they like that because, cool. you know, if, if you think about it, if you've got 10 paid days off a year, and you got holidays, if you work it right, you'll have a couple weekends where it's like you have Friday through two, like through Tuesday or like, you know, Friday through Monday off. Right. Because you have a couple Monday holidays yep. if, you're, if your week falls on that week. Um, or if it doesn't, you don't even work a full six days that week, right? Mm -hmm. You work five. Yeah. Um, and then you have paid time off. So you can kind of work those in as well. Yeah. And so uh, I think once we get to like four – service guys it'll be really nice because everybody will just have to work one six day week yeah and then everybody else is working four or five days a week that is awesome and i don't need more right right like the the key is to know what you need mm -hmm. and i don't need more right i just need my guys to do what they're doing right now yeah and they do it every month that's awesome and then after that they go home yep and sometimes they go home at three and sometimes they go home at five but very rarely are they out past five o'clock. That's awesome, um, and I love that for them. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, they get paid well. They're not rushed. Yeah. Three hour windows. Go in, sell, make good money, go home. Yeah. It's freaking beautiful. Yeah. 
that's what we're working on. We've um, we've reduced down to six calls in a day, and we're we are in a very rural area, so it's um, you know we don't put up with traffic and all that. But I'd love to get down to three to four calls a day. Um, guys getting off in a reasonable time. You guys charge a service fee? Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, we flat tell everyone that calls in like it's part of the script saying for us to land in your driveway, it's going to be X amount. Um, so what so we, we did, don't even call it a service fee because yeah. I found people don't like that, and then I'm hearing that in other places too. Yeah. But um, we started probably about six months ago calling it a diagnostic fee. Yeah. And uh, we tell our guys just take your time. Yep. Just take your time. Fill out the cert. Fill out the the safety inspection. Mm-hmm. Thirty two point door and motor. Take your time. Yeah. No rush. You're there. You got three jobs today, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like just hang out and Love take that. your time. Something we did, um, we were having people that were frustrated with, uh, or not frustrated, but just combating the service, you know, that service call fee and stuff like that. Um, and so what I noticed is that every company in our area charged a flat fee for service call diagnostic and tune up. So they would say, whatever it is, I don't know, $79 will come out you know, service your door and yeah. diagnose it and everything. So we actually split all that up. So we charge $89 to land in your driveway. Um, but if we do anything with the door, a, I think it's like a $25 something tune up that gets added onto the bill. Um, so it brings it up. What is that? I can't do math in my head. Like, 90 plus 25, so that's 115 minus yeah. 1, so 114. Yeah, so basically what all these other companies are charging, you know, I'm making more than them, but because they just lump all that together. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, we started doing that six months ago. That, that's been pretty awesome. Um, we've had some pretty good luck with that. But How did, like, we talked about cancellations earlier, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to wrap up here in a second because we got another podcast to record. Um, but... Uh, do you feel like you guys being transparent over the phone about the service fee that you guys get a lot of cancellations from that? No, no, no. The only cancellations we really get are people. We can't get to them fast enough. Um, gotcha. Cause uh, we're not going to throw. I think it's the same with us, but we do get some price shoppers that'll book yeah, and then maybe find somebody who can do it quicker without the service fee sure. or the diagnostic fee. But we charge yeah. one twenty nine. Nice. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen because it might, I'm not answer. I'm not ever answering phones, so I yeah. don't really know how much it did happens. Did you see but. the? Uh, did you see the article that I posted from Service Titan about the uh, the uh, acceptable rate, uh-uh. the most acceptable rate with the better best conversion? Uh-uh. They, they actually listed like 129 was the best uh, really? rate. They gave like book rates hmm. by service fee. Uh, it was very interesting. That is interesting. They did a whole article on it. I'm gonna um, have to check that out. Yeah. And so they said 129 was like the mm. the magic number. I think it was, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. If it's yeah, too low, like, it worked against you. Yeah. If mm. it was too high, it worked like against that. you. But they said 129 was the good number. Yeah, we're it's we're in a very interesting area. Um, like we have there's an overhead door locally, and then there's a few other larger companies. But other than overhead, we're we're one of the highest companies in the entire area. Good um, for you. And you should be. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think we should be higher than overhead because I think our service is better. Yeah. No offense to overhead guys out there. But, you know, we just, we do a ton. We provide a ton of value. Yeah. And it's funny because I'll hear people say, well, you know, overhead's this. And it's like, yeah, but we're better. So, but we, we can. I love that. We have, uh, we have several large companies around us that are cheaper than us on pretty much everything. Um, but and, you know what? You're able to pay your employees well. Yeah. Give them a good, busy. great workplace. Yep. You got consistent work. Yep. Like, I mean, yep. really, bro. And it all yep. starts with pricing, I think. I, like, I mean, I, I know leadership, that. quality, customer service, but but when you really understand that you can do more with more, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to charge you more because I'm greedy. Yeah. I want to charge you more because I want to take better care of my employees. Right. I yep. want to buy Sherwinders for everybody. Yep. You know, I want new trucks for them with air conditioning. You know, I want I want them to have a nice yeah. experience. Well, and it took me a while to realize that customers really, for the most part, I know there are some, but for the most part, a lot of customers don't care. They don't care about price. Yeah. You can throw whatever number out there and they're going to latch onto that number. It doesn't matter what it is. And so it's all about um, communicating that value to the customer of what they're going to get 
Um, and as long as, uh, from what I found, as long as you communicate that value properly, the customer's willing Correct. to pay whatever. 100%. And I mean, we have people that don't even, they've been customers of ours. They don't ask pricing. We go out, we do the work, and they pay it. Freaking love it. Yeah, I love those people. So, And it, you can do it. Yeah. You know, because I was one of those guys who was like, oh, I could never charge that. I mean, I remember, I, I was the traditional chuck in the truck. I had the $1,000 rust bucket truck. Mm -hmm. I did double springs for 100 bucks. I was that guy. Wearing yourself out. Oh, yeah. Just trying to get the company started. Um, and I did it for probably a year, year and a half, two years. Um, and over the past six years, I've just steadily kept increasing prices and prices. And it's crazy because all those people that I always said, oh, they never pay that. They do all the time. And they and actually, I would actually say they want to pay it because they know what we do and they support it. Yeah. So, yeah. Love it. All right, guys, listen, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast, like Torch Talk Podcast uh, Facebook page. And Derek, what's your uh, company's Facebook page name? Uh, My Garage Door Guy. Check out My Garage Door Guy. He's out of Missouri. And by the way, you may live in the Ozarks, <laughs> but the television show is actually filmed here. I Yes, that is true. It is. <laughs> uh, about 10 minutes from here, actually. Yeah. So uh, Ozarks. Anyway, listen, you guys stay safe. I really appreciate your support. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And uh, don't hesitate to reach out if you guys have any questions, especially about Absolutely. GDU or marketing or anything that I do. Have a wonderful day.